These sounds and voices were recorded live from the 2018 Scribblers Festival from the Conversation Caravan. Hello, this is uh, the Conversation Caravan coming live to you from Scribblers Festival. The date is 12th of May and it's warm for May in Australia, Western Australia. Um, and today we're interviewing the most famous New Zealand comics artist, probably, Richard Fairgrave. I- at least the most famous in this entire caravan. Yay! Wait, is it the 12th? Uh, 13th, I think. It is the 12th, I just oh. said that. Oh, I forgot to. I forgot my sister's birthday. <laughs> I'm, I'm Jasper, and this is... Uh, ben. And this uh, is a and this radio is thing. A conversation caravan. So how did you, yeah how did you guys come up with the title for this? It's amazing. It's no it's idea. We were just we told to come. It, we didn't it come wasn't up with our this. choice. Uh, the original thing was conversation inside a giant trash can, but we vetoed that. I mean, you could just record at my house. It feels like a giant trash can, can a lot of the time. Stuff so. on your house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, you you've just released a new comic series, uh, Blastosaurus. Well, I haven't released it yet. It's um it's. People, people who are at Scribblers get to have uh, access to it because yeah. I brought some with me. But it's coming out worldwide in July. Um, We've actually got a copy here. Yeah, I read it. It's really good. Oh, yeah, thank you. It is so well, I, I, I checked every panel myself to make sure it would be. Uh, so you actually, this isn't your first comic book in the Blastosaurus series, is it? You've done a few New Zealand. Yeah, so I, I actually, I published Blastosaurus in New Zealand for about 10 years. And we had... Um, I think like a hundred titles in that time, uh, like a lot of collected volumes. We had a, a monthly series for a while. We did a spin-off about Blastosaurus doing really boring stuff, like eating too much ham and yeah. feeling bad about himself. And then, um, that and sa- that sounds amazing. Well, you know, like I, I'm never really that interested in you know a character who can solve problems by punching. I want to read a story about like a really human character. And I also I don't really like dinosaurs, so I decided to make my dinosaur incredibly human. And so he'd do things like, I'd do comics about him, like, getting a model train set, and then none of his friends wanted to play with his model train set. And so he'd just, like, sit there and build it, and just be really happy painting the little figures and things. I, I really like boring stuff like that. And then yeah. I realized I was doing too many boring things, and I had to do fun stuff as well. And so when I when I left New Zealand, I was like, I'm just going to make Blastosaurus fun. And the new version is, like, it's, like, it's so ridiculous. I just finished a story where... Um, a meatball falls off the table and uh, comes to life and is just seeking revenge on Blasto. And the whole story is about this, like, it's a monster made of spaghetti and meatballs traveling around Freakout City, eating more and more spaghetti and meatballs, and actually a dog and a Boy Scout group um, to grow large enough to eat Blastosaurus. I didn't think that. I, I didn't think you could top an average intelligent squid. <laughs> octopus. Octopus. Yeah, a regular intelligence octopus who's angry that his brother is super intelligent. Um, what are some things that you've noticed about like America and Australia that are lots different and kind of weird to you? Well, um, you know, New Zealand's not a bad place. Like, New Zealand is a great place if you really like, you know, the outdoors or sport or all the things that I do not care about. America is wonderful. Like, it's it's the perfect level of insane for me. Like, obviously, I should be very clear, the state of politics in the world right now is messed up, and America is a terrible place because of it. And who knows if we will survive. But this is a children's radio show, so I'm not going to go too deep into that nightmare. <laughs> um, but, you know, for me, I like excitement, I like adventure, and I like like a little level of danger and a little level of griminess. Um, I keep trying to write a, a comic book about my life, 
and um, it's this weird it's this weird mess because I always like every story is like four to five pages and none of them are thematically linked and I think that one day I will have like 12,000 pages of comic all about me and I want people to be able to pick it up and read it and be like pick any story read it randomly and feel like they're diving into a pool of weirdness yeah. without having to have anything specific to it so maybe, maybe one day. But I also, I always put myself in everything. Like every every story I do has a weird kid who's kind of just based on me. Why don't you do like short stories, but um, graphic novels, kind of like mini? Because I'm so busy. Like, so with Blastosaurus, I'm doing that book now monthly. And so I have to write pencil, ink, color, an entire comic every month and still have time to do like all my other little side things. Like I'm doing a children's album at the moment. I'm doing... Um, a, a, like some animated stuff. I'm pitching a reality show about thrift stores. Yeah, yeah there's a okay. lot of... So if you do all that stuff, who's the other dude? Blastosaurus. Oh, so Paul Eiding is my co-writer on Blastosaurus, and Paul Eiding is a genius. Um, do you guys know... You, have you guys seen Transformers? Yes. The, the old, like, animated one? Yeah. Uh, so okay. he was um, the Transformer who could turn into a microscope. Uh, 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 Perceptor. Um... He's a, he's a voice actor who's been doing like amazing stuff for like 30 years. If you've played Fallout 4, he's the vault tech guy who oh. guides you through the game. Really? He's uh, Colonel Campbell in Metal Gear Solid. Um, he's Grandpa Max on Ben 10. Um, yeah, and we became friends like four years ago because we went on a road trip together um, between some conventions. And he really liked... he. I had written this comic uh, called Irrelevamp, and it's about a vampire who's no longer cool. And he, when he was much younger, had starred in a, a movie about the first Jewish vampire who eventually moves back in with his mom and drinks her blood every night. And so we, like, bonded over our, like, obsession with weird vampires. And then I did a pitch of, um, I was doing a pitch of Blastosaurus as a TV series, and he said, look, if you're doing this, I want to voice him. I was like, well, absolutely. And so we put together some little animated clips with him voicing Blastosaurus. And we had, like, Blastosaurus has his own vlog or Blastosaurus struggles at the drive-thru or, like, really stupid things. Um, was, like, working on Blasto on my own. And then I said to Paul, look, you have a real sense of how this stuff works. You know how to – you know how story works. You've never written before, but I can tell you know. Let's try this. And so now we, we write the whole comic together. And I have this thing where I think that – Having a co-writer is so important. Anyone can be a co-writer. You don't have, like, I always need someone to write with. The worst situation for me is, like, someone who just sits there and offers nothing, but I can't talk to myself, so I have to say my ideas out loud. The good thing about Paul is he, like, he stops me and he questions the ideas, and he says, no, Richard, that's actually too stupid, or that's not stupid enough. You said you kind of got rid of all of your square planet. Yeah. So was that like your own publishing house? Yeah, so I've been self-publishing for ages, and then the New Zealand comic scene was a very toxic and terrible place where very few people were kind of being allowed to publish. There were a lot of gatekeepers, and a few people, a few of us kind of stood up against that, and so I said, let's make Square Planet much bigger. Let's actually make it a real planet. I don't have an engineering uh, degree, so I don't know how to build a planet yet, so what if we just made it a place where everyone could make comics? And so we went from being like mainly just my stuff and stuff that I was writing and then my friend Theo who Theo McDonald if you ever read his comics he's a genius it was publishing his stuff and stuff that I'd written and stuff that I'd drawn and then we kind of opened it up and brought on like overall like 20 new creators and like put out sketchbooks for them and our whole thing was we don't want to be the publisher we want to facilitate them to publish so That's we would really say cool. 
the first like we'd say like okay we'll put out a sketchbook of your work we will pay for it and you get to keep all the profits so that you can use the profits to fund your first comic yourself and then we'd give them space at conventions um because we had a huge booth at all the conventions and so we'd give them like a platform to sell on and it was really cool and I, I really liked doing it but like once i once i left new zealand it was kind of impossible to maintain and i just said whoever wants it i, I handed over all the passwords to the com- to the websites and all that and like just removed myself from it entirely and i took all my work away from it and unfortunately it just kind of it disappeared without me being there which i feel terrible about but also i can't i can't do that from america so i've been looking through your blastosaurus twitter account um and i found some funny tweets that i'd like to have a conversation about all right Um, okay so first that smug look on superman's face is him judging you for wearing your overpants on the inside Do you see how good... Th- can you believe I have less than 500 followers with yeah, gold yeah. like that? And, and like, hu- lots, most of your tweets have no likes, retweets, anything. I know, and I know. like, what? They're just sitting there in a vacuum. Yeah. I, I'll tell you, the tweet that I did that had the most attention was I said, I hate Russian dolls because they're so full of themselves. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That, that, got, that got like eight retweets, and I was like, yeah, I'm basically famous now. <laughs> eight retweets. I'm a viral. <laughs> <laughs> I like okay obviously let's just between you and me yeah. I like every single one of my own pictures on Instagram yeah, obviously yeah, so but I won't do it until I have more than 10 likes so that it doesn't show the names so that no one knows that I'm doing it but like why would I post it if I didn't like it yes I like this picture of me and a dog on a slide together of course I keep my money in a piggy bank that's shaped like a big building <laughs> I forgot that one it's just a bank <laughs> I just keep my money in a bank yeah, that's really good. I, I used to keep all my money in a gym locker, um, and then it was I had I had this like bank of gym lockers where I kept all of my comic pages, and one of the one of the lockers was there were uh, twelve lockers, and one on the second row was just filled with cash. And then I realized that like I didn't have nearly as much cash as I thought, so I thought someone was like stealing from, and th- it was in my house, but I thought someone was like stealing from it, so like I like was I, I was getting really paranoid. And then when I moved to the U.S., I cleared out the gym lockers and I opened up the one below it. And it turns out that, like, I think I had, like, $14,000 had gradually just fallen through the crack over (laughs) years and years and years. I was like, I just found $14,000. This is like a magical day. My favorite tweet I've ever done is... um, Every time I see two men wearing brown pants, I try and figure out how the communication breakdown happened with their horse costume. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yep. Or uh, uh, I think I think Lance Armstrong shouldn't have used drugs. He should have used the psycho- psychological advantage of calling himself Lance Legstrong. <laughs> nice. I really. Okay. I, he should actually change his name now. <laughs> Lance Armstrong, if you're listening. Okay, well, think so about it like this: George Clooney is a guest star in the first ever episode of South Park. How does that happen? No way. Yeah. He plays the gay dog. Oh. <laughs> Sparky, the gay... I've, I've seen four episodes of South Park in my life, and for some reason I know that about it. Yeah, how do you get a f- celebrity to guest star on your first episode ever? Power. Money and power. Yeah, okay. Or you and just, like, wander... Like, just bump into them in the street. That's the magical thing about... about like, I said... I said jokingly the other day that I'll never work in music again unless it's with Courtney Love. And then like an hour later, someone was like, hey, would you want to do a song with Courtney Love? I can probably set that up. I'm like, (laughs) magic. It's a sign. Yeah. Okay. um, So last question. Yes. Have you like, have you ever had any 
paranormal experiences? Of course. I mean, one, I live in a haunted recording studio. Okay. Two, Hollywood is full of ghosts. Um, there is a there is a haunted lighthouse in New Zealand in the Kuiper Harbor at the Potu Peninsula, where if you go there at night, um, and you're there, like if you you know. It, it, sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. But if you're up there, you can look out the window and see all of the people who died in shipwrecks crawling onto the beach. That was amazing. Um, I'm guessing you went there every night. No, I've only been there a few times. Um, my friend lives in a well, lived in a haunted post office, which I called the ghost office. And everyone who who stays in the bedroom upstairs has three dreams. The first one, a woman asks if they want to learn to fly and ha- teaches them to fly around the room. The second night, she teaches you to fly down the stairs. And then on the third night, she asks you to fly out the door with her. And everyone who has the dreams always says no because they know that if they fly out the door, they'll never come back. And I've only ever stayed there two nights in a row. And so I've only ever had the first two dreams like six times. I really want to fly out the door. I like. I, I want to be a ghost so bad. It's like my dream. Wow. My goal in life is to be a ghost, and I, I think it'll happen at the end. Should Should I like plug what books I have and that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. do it. All right. Okay. So everyone should check out my books. That's not the monster we ordered. Gorillas in our midst. My grandpa is a dinosaur. My comic series Blastosaurus is in previews this month, so please go and order it from your local comic store. It's amazing. It's about a crime fighting Triceratops. It is amazing. Uh, and it's very. My my new if you're at Scribblers Festival, it's the only place in Australia you can get it. My new the first in a line of feminist kids books about a little girl who's so well behaved she gets eaten by a lion. Exclusive. Sweet Penny and the Lion is here. I brought it with me from the US. It's out there but not here. So come and get it. There's like six copies left. Exclusive. You look so urgent. Don't worry, I'll put one aside. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and by the way, if you buy one I'll draw in it. Yeah. Alright. So at Blastosaurus on Twitter, at Blastosaurus on Instagram, Richard Fairgray or Blastosaurus on Facebook. Uh, Patreon is Richard Fairgray. I'm the only Richard Fairgray in the entire world, so I'm easy to find. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here, and I will follow you on Twitter if I I had a Twitter account. Already done. Awesome. Thanks, guys. You are listening to a podcast interview from a Scribblers Festival conversation caravan 2018.